What is going on, everyone? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show on YouTube. Pod like a champion if you're listening via podcast. Appreciate everyone uh, watching live, watching back, or listening via podcast. Um, thank you for making Tim and I a part of your day. We were off last week as I was traveling down to Florida um, for what I like to call a work vacation, where you know I go to a destination and also get some work done. You know, so get the little best of both worlds. Um, but uh, yeah, I- I'm excited to be back, Tim. How are you doing, my friend? How's everything up in the Northeast? Oh, we've had about five inches of rain the last couple, literally flooded. Hey, better than snow. Better than snow. But it is uh, the other day, we, had, we got two inches in one day and it was 38 degrees. I'm like, when are we going to get spring? But uh, it's it's almost here. It's, it's, it's almost here. So uh, really excited about that. And uh, yeah, it's been wild. Yeah, the, the weather is like raining nonstop. So, yeah, yeah, definitely not a nor'easter as they call it in the winter. Yeah, one of our last videos we've posted with you on there was the the one that really blew up where you and Goolsby were talking about Buckner transferring out. So the, the YouTube chat's already buzzing. Um, Joe Burrow says, what's good? Joe Burrow, appreciate you being live with us. Jay says, Tim Hyde's the GOAT. He's the only reason I watch. <laughs> I have a Tim. <laughs> it's my little brother. So it's always my little brother at work in California. So yeah, yeah, we're three hours ahead. So thanks, Brian. Okay, all right. That that uh, makes sense. I, I, I want. I have no idea. I'm joking. Oh, okay. So you don't know who Jay is? No. Well, Jay, I want the Tim the, the Tim Hyde poster. Oh man, uh, on awesome. your wall. And uh, no, just just uh, Mr. Hyde and I. Uh, Goolsby and I are looking to have a show. You can never hold me to it 100 but we plan to have a show on sunday and we'll have a really cool guest on a you know former notre dame player a guy ghouls we played with who um you know some of his background is actually kind of interesting with the current notre dame news um so uh yeah you'll have to stay Mike, tuned. Uh, a quick tidbit i actually coached against him he ran for 200 yards against us in a playoff game and one of the best best football players i've ever seen live so it's a little tidbit out there, which no one's right. figure it out, but he's, he, he was a stud. He was definitely a stud in high school and obviously at Notre Dame. Evan Sharpley. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. guess. Evan, yeah. Evan's awesome. I, I've been able to interact with Evan a few times. Um, great dude. And Adam says, see how many haymakers are thrown tonight. Um, I don't know. There, there's one topic we have that I'm really looking forward to discussing with Tim because his take on this. Oh, I love it. I have no idea what he's thinking. Um, a lot of times Tim and I, we always say like, we don't like if Tim and I are texting, it's really just planning for a show. Like we're like, Hey, what do you want to talk about on our show? Or news will break and some will be like, Holy crap singer. Did you see this? A lot of our interactions just on the message board where Tim says something, I'm like, Tim, do you really believe that? And Tim's like, all right, Mike, let's talk about it Wednesday night. Um, so I wanted to mention that, but also a way to plug balloongold.com because it's really the place to be. Uh, $29.99 to unlock premium access until the start of the football season. We're always having good deals going on. I think one of our recent deal was four months for you know 10 bucks, get you four months of access. So we always have stuff like that going on. Um, but go ahead and sign up today. Um, and, and yeah, please do hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Um, so Tim, our first item of discussion is something that we actually have been talking about for a while privately. I don't know mm-hmm. how much we have publicly, uh, yeah. but when you look back, Tim, at this 2021 recruiting class, 
Um, and I did talk about this in our show, uh, our recruiting show Friday. Um, I'm going to pull this up in a different browser, Tim, because um, sure. Tyler Horka did an article on this and I want to pull it up. He, he listed all of the guys in the, that 27 man class and the class of 2021 who have transferred out. It is um, quite the long list. Tim, do you remember? Uh, but we, for the 2021 class, I think you had just joined Blue and Gold right in the middle of the class. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, you and I did the season together, so our, you know, our, our first game was that. But no, you gave okay. Yeah, I started working. Okay, so yeah, I was thinking Tyson Ford was the first recruit we covered. Okay, so you would yes. have been covering, yes. you know. You but here is the list. Oh, it's crazy. Of the 14 players, including Diggs, and this is a 27-man class, 14 have already transferred out. And this was the big COVID. Like, this was the COVID-19 class where these guys couldn't take any official visits. Notre Dame had to, um, you know, ask the kids to go throw the ball in the backyard and have their brother film it, you know, to get footage. Like, that was this class. Tyler Buckner, off to Bama. Prince Collie, as of now, undecided. Kane Barong, I mean, I, for some part of the cycle, he was the number one tight end in the country. He's at Coastal Carolina. Uh, corner Philip Riley's undecided. He's out of Notre Dame, of course. All these guys are. Uh, offensive tackle Caleb Johnson's undecided. JoJo Johnson, there's a name. I think he just had a handful of practices with yeah. with Notre Dame before he uh, went the grad transfer. Or excuse me, uh, the community college route. Don't say those two words. <laughs> covering Notre Dame when I covered Mississippi State and Louisville and those schools, Colorado, you know, I covered before. Um, a lot of community college recruits they would take. I haven't dealt with a community college recruit in a long time. Kari G, defensive back, George Tech, Logan Diggs, you know, he transferred out. Looks like LSU is the likely home for him. Defensive end, Will Schweitzer, and safety, Justin Walters, medical retirement. Linebacker, Devin Alpew, UCLA. I want to say Notre Dame flipped him from UCLA too, which is kind yep, of funny. They did. They Josh did. Bryan, Notre Dame flipped him from Colorado. He's undecided. And then quarterback Ron Paulus, the third medical retirement. So, uh, Tim, what's just your thoughts here on this 2021 class? Yeah, you know, and I see, you know, and Kia, who's obviously on his Mormon mission. You know, so that could be 15? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, will he, you know, will he come back? But I'm pretty sure he is. Aren't they recruiting his brother? In, yes, uh, 2025, right for yeah. Hawaii, so that'd be good. And Keo is a really good special teams player. I remember seeing him. It's, you know what? It's it's like oh my god, it's shock and awe, so to speak. But then you're like, going back to your point, it's it's that COVID. It's that it's that crazy. It, it really is. It was a crazy period. Of, you know, some guys didn't. You know, Tyler Buckner didn't even have a season. You yeah. know, so he didn't have a season. I'll go grad transfer early and just get on with my life. And then you got these guys like you're saying. Like uh, Kari, Kari Gee, I mean, some of these guys had never even visited Notre Dame other than the little the Zooms and the stuff that the Notre Dame people right. set up, which I heard was outstanding, the video presentations they did. But it was literally recruit by Zoom trying to get guys. And um, it's not, you know, two years later. You know, and the other thing, like, like when I texted you was, you know, you throw in a coaching change. So, you know, that's a little bit in there as well. You get a coaching change. So you get COVID, a coaching change, boom, these guys are just thrown around. You get the one, you know, the automatic transfer. It's a massive adjustment in the last 24 hours for these guys. 
and some of them have taken advantage of them. And then at the same time, some of these guys have just never caught on, so to speak. And, um, and there's some names we'll probably never hear of or forget, but obviously a couple of them are, you know, the big, you know, four, I guess you could call it when you go Buckner, Collie, um, Diggs and Styles. Dude, this, yeah. there was some Styles on there. This is a fascinating class. This 2021 class really is fascinating. The COVID aspect of it, Tim, is really fascinating. But then when you go through the names, you, you're familiar with the the one third rule, right? We talk about that. Oh, oh um, the loose emoji rule all the time, where it's yeah, one third are going to be Notre Dame stars. You got one third are going to be your backups, your special team rocks, and then you got a third that will just never make it at Notre Dame. And I've gone back my ten years. It's like to the point. Yeah, it's wild how that thing has worked. So for this one, it looks more like a half. It's either big hits or big misses. Like that's what it looks like. Now, someone like Diggs, I think you could probably put in the the backup slash special team slash you know guy who starts the last couple of years of his career category because he did contribute a lot to Notre Dame's first two years. That transfer out still just kind of leaves me scratching my head but like Blake Fisher's a big hit right and we're going from the top of the rankings to the bottom here Blake Fisher I think what you could say is a big hit Spindler to be determined kind of in that middle category yes. Styles bust I think that, 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 yeah that second that second tier so to speak and then transfers out yep Tyler Buckner same thing you know a little bit of starter backup transfers out that's uh I mean, look at these guys, top 100 guys. Isn't this crazy? I when think you, know you have to call Styles, Buckner, and Collie a bust. I think I, I, you oh, know, maybe yeah. that's harsh. Maybe that's harsh. And it's not like, oh, I don't think they're good. But think about how hyped up those three guys were. Sure. And, and the jury's out on Spindler. Um, I, you know. Well, that's I, your I club. Like I mean, you got – I mean, you go back to the blue chip. We always talk about – you know, that's the other thing. This class is only 48%. Top heavy. Five yeah. guys in the top 100. Colsey's right on that tip right there. Rubio is close. So you really got some top heavy nationally ranked dudes. And then you got the bottom of the guys that have just all fallen off. So, yeah. you know, you got 50% basically make it 50% don't, which goes right back to that blue chip. Yeah. Which is fascinating. But yeah, the styles Buckler, you know, Prince Collie, man, it's like, man, it's just three really good athletes. Yeah. Really good football players that have played football. Collie is just always on that tip, can never get there. Styles was a second leading receiver be, behind Michael Mayer last year, which is just wild. So um, it's, it's a crazy class, Mike. If we're not in this transfer portal era, you've got to think some of these guys stick it out more. Yeah. And the transfer portal slash the one-time transfer rule, because you could always transfer, mm-hmm. right? The transfer portal is not like that crazy of a, an invention. It's the one-time transfer rule that I can just leave and, and not have to set out a year. So I, I just think with some of these guys, they stick around, then it works out for them in the long run. But you never know. But, yeah. I, I, you know, and real quick on Diggs. Diggs is the interesting one because running backs, you know, if you're – I mean, the guy the guy started, you know, half, half the season last year he started. So I always hear, well, he was a backup. He started half the season. He yeah. had 1,000 total yards. Diggs was – you know, that's the other thing. Uh, Chris Tyree started four or five games as well. I think Austin, uh, you know, Audrey Estime only started one game. So he wasn't even a starter all year. So it was the other two rotating, you know, and they always did different packages and whatnot. So it's all semantics, you know, 
But yeah. Gibbs leaving because I always thought, you know, he never really wanted to be at Notre Dame. I always felt like he was always on the, the tip of leaving. So my opinion, especially going through this spring, I know he, he only did one practice and then he held out, quote unquote, with the hamstring injury. But it's like, thought he was just going to play this year and be done. Be Stanford, don't play in the bowl game, go to the NFL. That's what I fully expected. So he's probably going to do that anyway where, wherever he goes is is play one year and leave. So leaving Notre Dame is was – that one was interesting. I get the other ones. I do understand the other yeah. ones. Yeah. I have the Snapchat. Excuse me. The Snap counts. I just said Snapchat. My millennial Snapchat. is showing. Odds are guesstimate, 372 snaps per PFF. Mm-hmm. Chris Tyree, 309. Logan Diggs, 209. And Diggs didn't suit up for one of the games with the count. Yeah, so he played yeah. in 12 of the 13. Yeah. yeah, you got to really think the first three games he was banged up. Ohio State coming back. Marshall and then he didn't even play against Cal. To yeah. Get so he, he got rolling afterwards. But yeah, I want to I want to go through the rest of this class sure. real quick, Tim. So. Colsey and Rubio, I think, are kind of in that middle middle category, like yes. you know, remains to be seen, you know, good depth pieces. Estimates a star, wrong bust, Philip Riley bust, Caleb Johnson bust, Jaden Thomas star in that up. Well, he'll be in that first group because he's gonna be a multi-year starter. Yes. Now, here's why I don't think Joe Alt is a superstar. Psych. By the way, he's getting the kiss of death because they had Hamilton preseason top five, Mayor preseason top ten. They all dropped. Alt's like projected to be number two or three. That means he's going 28 next year. So, yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll fit in some Kyle Hamilton talk. Somebody remind me in the chat later. Uh, Mitch Evans, I think, is trending. Towards a top player in the class. Stay healthy, and he'll be in that first tier. Yep. JoJo Johnson, Bust. Tucker's in that middle category. Kari G busted. Uh, Logan Diggs. uh, Again, I put him in the middle category. Schweitzer and Walters, unfortunately, you know, ended their career medically. Kanu Kia remains to be seen. He played a season at Notre Dame and actually kind of looked good. Pat Coogan, who knows? Ryan Barnes, middle category, I would say. Devin Alpew never played. Anye. Jason Anye looks like he could be a big time player. He looks pretty good in the spring game. So three years left if he if he uses them all. So that definitely he definitely could fall into that first tier because I I'm expecting him to play a ton this year. Obviously from what we saw in the spring. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these guys are kind of like who knows? Like who they they their position hasn't really been determined yet. And then yeah, Josh Bryant and Ron Paulus um, never played it down to my knowledge. So. yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to look at now, but obviously it's something you want to look at after all those guys' yeah. careers at Notre Dame are over. Um, but yeah, always an interesting exercise. The great Lou Samoji um, in his one-third rule. Um, always interesting. Um, all right, let's move along, Tim. I'm going to do a little bit of a reset on the quarterback board. So we, we had that video where, you know, Goolsby, you and I, reacted to the Buckner thing. I think we're all a little emotional, but we're going to not focus on Tyler Buckner for this part. I'm sure we will get into him later in the show at some point, but I want to do a little bit of a reset on the quarterback spot, right? All right. Buckner's gone. What does Notre Dame still have? Tim, how about this? The great loose emoji who we were just talking about he did a study in 2020, I believe it was, and it was something like 23 quarterbacks transferred out of Notre Dame in a 46-year period. So it was literally every other year, right? 
I have that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. If you include, and I don't know if he's including like medical retirement for Notre Dame, you have three in the past four months, Pine, Buckner, and Paulus. So that kind of. Was your Krovic on that list that he did before he passed? Is your Krovic our- would have been on that list. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Man, I just wish Lou was. It's like, it's crazy. Imagine Lou Samoji being able to talk about this and put all this in perspective. With the transfer um, portal, yes. Yes, he would love this. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that, but he would love, he would love, uh, or I think we would all love his thoughts. We can say that. But um, so that's an interesting side note. But um, yeah, Tim, just thoughts on this quarterback position because there's just <clears throat> three scholarship quarterbacks now you go from what is it six seven something crazy to three well that was about montana back in the 70s when they had like yeah exactly six seven quarterbacks on the roster and you just rotate them around but um you have three and i think that's kind of the new norm i mean that's the way i kind of look at this is the new normal is gonna is going to be three and we had um yeah, I mean, it, you know, even if Buckner, you know, this is going back to the Buckner old Hartman, even, you know, my whole thing was always like, well, let's just play the guys. And if someone, I know Buckner, everyone's worried if he gets hurt. Okay. Well, he gets hurt. Play. You got Minchie and Angelic. See what they could do for 24 before CJ Carr gets here. And now it's Hartman. Well, if Hartman gets dinged up. We're in the same scenario as I feel like we were on the Gator Bowl. I, I literally, when this, the Buckner news hit him. Like, all right, we're back to three, which was the plan all along, so to speak, you know, you know, after Pine left. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, people get nervous because obviously, oh, if Hartman gets hurt, you know, but you still recruited these guys. You still have Steve Jelly. You still have, you know, you know, Minchie. Play them. That's, I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to play these guys, see how it goes. Because all of a sudden now, Mike, if you're like, I've heard rumblings like, well, you know, we got to find a grad transfer. Well, what's he going to do? He's going to come sit on the bench and hang out and be the backup, which does what? Goes back to this entire, I feel like, entire conversation once again with Hartman coming along is reps for these guys. So if you have a backup quarterback, you know, let's say they get some fifth years uh, with the Cincinnati guy, correct? Someone I heard recently, I haven't followed him, I have no idea. The Cincy guy's in the portal. Well, Gino coached him. If he comes to Notre Dame, well, you're right back to where we were with Hartman Buckner, meaning Angeli Minchie are on the scout team. So how much reps are they getting preparing for 2024 when Sam Hartman's gone? So there's I, a- I like I like it, Mike, having three. I'm excited because I think we're gonna see one of those two young guys play this year, you know, especially in some of these games we're expecting Notre Dame to handle business early. There's a fine line, Tim, between win now. But you also need to maybe fine lines, not the word, but there's that balance between win now, do everything we can to win now in 2023. And this has been a topic of discussion for months, Mm -hmm. you know, now about, you know, 23 versus 24. But as a Notre Dame coach, you have to do both. Your job's on the line every year. If you just crap the bed, you, you might not have, you know, a name plate on, you know, on your door for, for the next year. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like it, Tim. I post on our blue and gold message board. I, and I think it's okay to say on our YouTube channel as well. Don't expect Notre Dame to go get a transfer quarterback. They had 
I think Notre Dame was – I had heard like they were kind of sniffing around, just seeing what was in the portal. And as mm-hmm. I've said so many times before, Tim, Notre Dame is always looking to improve his roster. They're always going to look in the portal. So that's not really anything. It's like, whoa, they were looking to take two guys? Like, no, nah, not really. But I do think they were, they were sniffing around from from my understanding, like, hey, what is there? You know, do we want to add another depth piece? But that's not what they're going to do. So they're going to roll with Hartman and Jelly and Minchie. Um, and then they have uh, a walk-on quarterback as well, number 16, who you'll see in some of these clips for folks watching on YouTube. So, and look, you if if your st- starting quarterback gets hurt, it's like, man, now you're relying on Angeli. But I'm pretty sure, Tim, this is just a situation at most every Power 5 school, right? You know, yes. your, your QB2 is probably going to transfer out, right? The guy who doesn't win the job, if, especially if he's like a junior, senior guy, he's probably out to go play right away. So I think at a lot of top places, QB2 is a freshman or sophomore. And it, it, hopefully not. You know, I think it's probably like senior or graduate students, QB1, QB2 is a sophomore. QB3 is a freshman. I think that's just kind of how it goes yeah. in a lot of schools now. I, I agree. I mean, I mean, look at Clemson, correct? Clemson was last year with DJ and that club Nick. Look at Ohio State. Look at um, I mean, even I mean, even Alabama where Tyler Buckner's gone, they have four now. One of those guys is gonna probably be gone when yeah. the summer window opens, correct? And if there is another one, I I can't keep track of all these transfer dates, but but you would have to assume one of those guys are gonna be gone. They'll be down to three. It's just it's the nature of the beast. I saw someone just posted in the chat. Well, like, well, they need a guy with, with experience. Well, you don't get experience unless you play, which goes back to the whole point of just eventually, right? Someone's got to play Mike. And if, if you go get a transfer now, then who's to say Angeli's like, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I could be the number two guy and you're just p- pulling the plug on me as a sophomore. You know, how am I going to be ready to go as a junior when this thing's full, fully open? And it goes back to the, you know, the conversation is Notre Dame have to go out and get a transfer quarterback to be the starter in 2024, Mike. And okay. if you do that, Mike, you know darn well, darn well, someone's gone. And Jelly Minchie Carr won't because he's a freshman. He's going to be there in January. But one of those others are going to be gone, which you're right back to three again. So I think three is the number. And uh, if you get four, it's a luxury. Um, how – how about just this username? Can't hide speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. I love it. Thank you. And Tim, I Tim yeah. you went from high school coach in, in, in Southern California yeah. to this just Notre Dame <laughs> sensation. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Posters, and now I got names named after me. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to being a uh, a small time celebrity or yes, you know, exactly. small time media person, oh, whoever man. you want to say. Um, just wait until someone notices. No, ever since I said that SEC speed, that's been the the moniker now with me. So I'll take it. I'll take it. But I think everyone like you, you get what the guy's saying. Yeah. Right. And when Notre Dame plays Alabama, Notre Dame gets curve stomped in in recent years. Right. Go back the past yeah. decade. I think that's just what Tim's kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because whenever I say SEC speed, I just think of a bubble and making two guys move and they're gone. That's yeah. You know, that's the. PTSD from watching Alabama games. So I still have that vision. Derek drops the two and says, and in jelly, we trust Derek. Appreciate you joining us, man. Um, Listen, I think the, I think the kid's going to surprise. I think he's going to surprise. Maybe not surprise folks who are, you know, regular viewers of the show. 
because they've been hearing me talk about Steve, but I, I really do, really do believe in them. They're, uh, it's going to be, that's going to be fun. I mean, Hartman obviously is six year. We already know what he's going to do. He's got thousand games under his belt. He's going to play. That's, I mean, come on. I mean, we already know that this battle for two. I mean, seriously, that is going to be a true battle because these guys have to know if Sam Hartman, you know, I always like to say his belt buckle breaks and he's out of play. Who's going in to finish the drive, finish the series, whatever it is. So this battle for two is going to be real. It's going to be fierce because they need to know who it is. Navy's coming blitzing 15 guys like they did last year and they ding Hartman. Someone's got to be ready to go. So the battle for two is going to be awesome to follow once camp hits. Yeah, give me an Angeli. That's going to be fun. I'll Ooh. take Angeli over Manchu just as maybe not as confidently as Hartman over Buckner, but somewhat close to. And I love, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect Kenny Minch. I just think Angeli's like really heard he had a really good spring. Um, you know, Older, Minchie, I mean, Minchie probably got more reps with the walk ons like Angeli did last year, correct? So it's a system of movement. I'm just curious what you think on this. Let's say it's, you know, Clemson week or it, it doesn't matter, just some week during the football season. How, how like how often do you think the reps are the the QB two is getting reps? Like, do you think he's getting any reps during game week? Oh well, yeah, I mean we everywhere I've ever coached, you always rep the twos. I mean, you're not giving QB, QB two. Sure. I mean, the second string quarterback. Yeah, always, always. There wasn't a day go by that where. Yeah, I mean, you're always giving him some reps. You have to let that guy throw. You gotta let him hand off. You got. Well, I'm not sure how much it happens at Notre Dame, though. So, well, then, yeah, then that's then that's interesting because you always. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I, you know, I always like to use the Marine, the Marine in me, man. You always gotta have a contingency plan, and that's yeah. probably, you know, I grew up following. You know, when I was a young coach, my favorite guys are obviously Holtz, and I love Bill Parcells. Parcells always talked about. Yeah, I. I I so just heard I just heard through the grapevine that it doesn't happen as much as you think. Happens, but not as much as you think. I'm like, yeah, I'm I, it's just one of those things that I think we just kind of come up with in our mind that it's like, oh yeah, this quarterback gets 100 reps and this quarterback, it's like, no, they, they can only practice for so long and they have a mm-hmm. lot of install to get through. And it, I think we just kind of romanticize how much the backups really get to action. Spring ball is for the young guys. And then, you know, in fall, I mean, they don't, it's a lot of sitting around on the sidelines watching. I don't know, but yeah, you know, when I say reps, you have obviously inside run. You're seven. I said there's so many periods that they spread out and they send guys to groups and whatnot. But when you come together a team, that's what I, that okay. Team, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I meant. Twenty team reps. Got to give them five. I, I I would say five. Yeah. So that's what I. Sorry. So I would say. in terms of yeah, throwing football practice. Yeah. I, but like seven on inside run, working with the one, yeah, rotating, doing but different. In terms periods. of eleven on eleven, first yeah. team versus scout D, it's just one of those things that uh, I don't think happens as much as we, people think. Yeah, I mean, so if we did twenty plays to end. Let's just throw out that generic number. I mean, we would always make sure we gave him at least five, literally five. Hey, get get him in there and script those ones for him, especially at um, a couple. You know, I, I've coached with a couple of Hall of Fame junior college coaches, and they always did that as well. Scripted plays that that quarterback is really good at, and um, and make sure that you just rep those like crazy. At no, yeah. If Notre Dame's not doing that, 
I think they're I think they're definitely going to do a lot more this year. Yeah. When you, have a, you know, when you have a, a six year quarterback, I would I would expect the two to get a lot this year. Yeah, I remember my senior year of high school. My, you know, I I never would want my you know number two receiver behind me at X getting any reps. Like yeah. no, like I I want all of them. I want every single rep that I can because if I let you get a rep and then they call my number and I it's not thrown to me on here, it's thrown to you yep. instead of me, I'm gonna be pissed. But. Um, quick thoughts, Tim, Tyler Buckner to Alabama. I don't think we've done much content on that YouTube wise. Just thoughts on that fit or, you know, yeah, general just, thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I look at it as, I mean, literally I, I, I go back to, I just go back to say January 1st, obviously he thought he was going to be the quarter quarterback, you know, obviously it told him that they were going to bring someone in. And then once it's, you know, obviously Sam Hartman, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to play spring ball, see what happens. You know, I got my Gator Bowl experience. I've been here two years. Let's see if I can beat him out. And then I look at it kind of like, you know, if your boss, you know, I keep using this analogy. If your boss brings someone in to replace you, are you sticking around? Really? I mean, seriously, you're going to start shopping around. You're going to start throwing out feelers. You're going to start seeing what other type of job you could get. So if, if Joe Smith comes in to replace Mike Singer, is Mike Singer going to be sticking around, you know, six months from now? No, no, you're going to be looking around. And I think that's what Tyler did. And he went to the most comfortable place on earth, which is probably not the most comfortable with Saban breathing down your neck. Right. But, but with Tommy Reese, you know, he's, I mean, God, I mean, they've been, Tommy Reese has been watching him play football, what, since 2017, 18, whatever it is, correct? So sure. long, long relationship. And, I think it says more a lot about what happened to Alabama, those quarterbacks and whatnot. Alabama is loaded. I, I keep hearing people are like saying, oh, it's a down year. They, I, I saw, I've saw, I've seen three different mock drafts that have them five to six first round dudes next year. They are stacked all yeah. over the place. They just need a quarterback and they just need someone to hand off, deliver the ball because they got guys all over the place. And um, it's competition. What's it matter to Nick Saban, right? If Buckner doesn't win it, people will probably rip. Buckner or say Reese, blah, blah, blah. Saban don't care. He's best player is going to win. And that's the way I think it's going to be down there. Tommy's been there for three, Four, two months. Yeah. A couple months. Exactly. It, do you think it's like, man, he's just got there and he's already got one of Notre Dame's quarterbacks. Do you think there's any of like, do you feel any of that? Like, man, uh, you shouldn't go get your alma mater's quarterback like that. Or is it like, ah, oh, recruiting Tyler behind the scenes, so to speak. I'm not saying that. No, no. I, but, but if that's a part of it, then that would Yeah. I've heard this discussion like, oh, it's tampering. How, I, mean, I mean, does Sam Hartman not talk to Notre Dame before he hit the portal? It's like, come on, people, get real. Once again, I go back to what Jerkovic. Phil Jerkovic leaves BC. He's signing with Pitt the next day. He had never talked to Pitt, correct? It's like, come on. All these guys, all these main names, they're talking to people, you know, especially his mom and dad. They've known Tommy Reese for, what, four or five years, whatever it is. I'm sure they could call him to get some advice. But the tampering thing, Tommy Reese is in Alabama. What's he care about Notre Dame? Seriously, he's at Alabama, right? He's trying to win games. He has a I new think boss. he cares about Notre Dame a lot. I oh, no, no, I, I believe he cares, obviously. He's played quarterback there. He's won games there. He's coached there. He's gone to playoffs. You know, I mean, the three championship games, you go 12, 18, and 20. He's been a part of all of them, you know, when you look at the playoffs here in the last 10 years at Notre Dame. Of course he cares. But at the same time, he's got to make a name for himself, and that name is that Alabama. And He goes through his spring football, and Nick Saban's like, just keep finding competition. 
and he's available. He wants to leave Notre Dame, which probably goes back to that spring spring performance that was just atrocious. It's like that was bad, and he was probably gone that day already. I'm sure. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear uh, quickly from um, sponsors real quick before we move into um, you know some recruiting talk. Um, got some good stuff, so don't go anywhere, folks. But we will hear um, from our friends over at Rogue Shop. It's the husband and wife outfit as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shaw, are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Their website to visit is rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. They sell everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, sandals, soaps, and so much more. Their website has a 24-7 chat function where customers can ask the owners any questions that they may have. Um, Yeah, check out rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, anxiety, stress, and you can use the promo code. Uh, Let me pull it up on the screen for our audience here. one word, bloom and gold. That will get you 10% off your order. So please do head over to rogueshop.com if you're interested and use that promo code blue and gold. All right, Tim. So our next topic is something that has kind of been interesting. I, I teased it at the beginning of the show. It was re- in regards to, you know, the, it was in our thread on their message board about Micah Gilbert committing. And you were kind of being like, mentioning plan B plan C regarding him and Canyon. Can you just explain? I was, uh, yeah. And I, I guess I was, I was, I guess I was poking the bear. I mean, I knew Seymour would go fishing in on that one, but, uh, no, I mean, it's recruiting, correct? So when you're recruiting, you go pretty much in phases. And now that I've, I've kind of looked at Notre Dame recruiting as almost, what is it? 20, what, 20, 20 month cycles. You go from pot of gold all the way to the next, uh, you know, recruiting class. Okay. So it's a long cycle, correct? So Notre Dame throws out their first offers. Let's say it's phase one. You call it plan A, plan B, whatever you want to do. But it technically is the first phase. You follow recruiting. These are the elite dudes. These are some dudes. These okay. are some, the best of the best. Notre Dame is going after these guys. Notre Dame wants to win a national championship. You're not going to win a national championship, Mike, unless you get some of these dudes away from Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, whoever. So Notre Dame is fishing for those guys. And then you start to see what happens. You get your spring visits, your winter visits, you know, after pot of gold, whatever it is, you get guys coming up for the spring game, kind of like this year. Guys, you got a lot of 25 guys came up who got pot of gold offers. Start seeing what what Notre Dame is, is like. Heck, you had a guy come back twice two weeks in a row, the tight end. And then you start seeing who doesn't visit, which kind of tends, as you know, in recruiting, that means – those guys probably aren't interested, correct? Okay. Some guys oh, are, some aren't. And then you throw out a few more offers, which they did this year with the Vegas kid, Gilmer out of uh, Chaminade, you know, down in SoCal, maybe another one or two I lost track of. And then this, so you got this whole cycle, Mike, pot of gold through the season. Okay. Through January 1st, and you have one wide receiver commit. It's the Chicago guy. It's the local guy. And how much – and you're starting to obviously, I mean, you report on this all the time, not feeling good with so-and-so, not feeling good with the St. Louis Catholic kids or some of those other Southern guys. And then all of a sudden it, it looked like they were going to get Gilmer out of 
with Southern Cal, and then boom, he's dropped after the Chaminade coaches visited camp. And then you got a few, you get these offers that come out to Gil, uh, Gilbert was February and Canyon was March. So that's a, that's a year later. So what's your point? My what's point is it's like, I, I love the message board. Cause it's like, Oh my God, Notre Dame, look at all the guys are getting stuck. He just gets whoever he wants. And I'm like, this is just me now. Well, no one gets whoever they want. Saban doesn't get everyone he wants. So that he gets a lot of guys he wants, Mike. Not everyone. Well, there's no such thing as everything. There's no you don't get everything you want in this world. There's no well, such you, thing. That's, as I'm just going off what you said. There's no such thing as everything. Okay, but Notre Dame can't get a couple. You can't get a few of these guys. So they obviously had to reevaluate, refocus, whatever buzzword you want to use. And the last two commits at the wide receiver position, Mike, are what? The last two offers that they gave out. So I just found – I, me personally, I found that interesting. So do you think they should not offer any other guys and just – Well, they had to offer guys, Mike, because they were losing out on the first 20-plus they threw out. But Aren't they? But it's kind Seriously, of semantic on lose out. Did they oh. offer and not land the guy? Yeah, but do they also say, wow, we like Isaiah Canyon a lot better than oh, these oh. other recruits? So, okay, this is my favorite point right here. I love that. I love this talking point. So Stucky's from his high school. He's from his region, correct? Okay. Stucky coaches at Notre Dame all last season, goes through a whole recruiting period, all that, and then they don't offer the guy till March? So they – they didn't hear about him until when? All of a sudden, they get a win. They Atlanta Under Armour camp, the kid went nuts. At what? Atlanta Under Armour camp. Exactly, and that's fine. So, but the, but he's a good football player. You and I have talked about it. We've done a video. I have no problem with these guys. They're good football players. But this idea of, oh, Notre Dame's killing it. Well, well what about the other 20? Mike, seriously, would they have gotten it? Let me ask you this question. If Ryan Wingo and McClellan, the two Catholic kids from St. Louis – as Notre Dame starting to build a heck of a foundation down there. If they commit and they want to come to Notre Dame, does Notre Dame get Isaiah Canyon? Do they get Micah Gilbert? Of course not, because they've already loaded up on their guys. So that's the whole thing. So obviously they missed out on guys. you got to come back around because you have to get wide receivers in this class. What wide receivers are have they been on since, the, as I like to call it, the first wave? None. It's been dry out there, and that's and that's just I'm just, all I'm doing is just talking and ha and having fun with people on the message board. It's it's not a diss to Stucky because I love Stucky, you know that I'm he's a dabble guy, so I love Stucky. But to say you know this Notre Dame gets you know it's always the moniker. Anytime someone commits to Notre Dame, I always get this. I always feel this tone of oh my god, they just got who they want. They got they got their board. He was so uh, high up on their board. Yeah, he is now. Sixteen months later. All right, I, I agree with some of what you're saying, especially I don't like the, well, every recruit we get is a five-star. He's a hashtag all caps dude. And I also don't like, you know, the opposite, you know, oh, the, the sky is falling. I don't like, you know, I lose my mind when it's, when there's reports about a player going to a different school and then it's, Oh, well, Notre Dame cooled on him. It's like Notre Dame was recruiting him for two years and they're, Oh, well, because they may have been turned down at the last minute. Now 
Nah, I never wanted him anyway. Like that, that really pisses me off. So I get a lot of what you're saying, but the amount of craps I give about when the player was offered. I mean, Tim, I do not give any. I I don't care plan A, plan B, plan C. I'm going to give you just a few names, Mr. Tim Hyde. I love okay. this. I love this. Kenny Minchie. I think everyone's pretty excited sure. about that get, right? Pretty exciting. Blue chip against your, you know, the all-important blue hey. chip percentage. Yeah, it's called stacking players. Stacking players. All right. <laughs> Got his offer July of his junior year. July? Pretty late. Pretty late, Tim. Remember, Canyon and Gilbert, February of their junior year. So they already wrapped up their junior season, right? Mm -hmm. Junior in high school. So Kenny Mitchie, July. Okay. How about Jaden Greathouse? December of his junior year. So he was late, right? You've known Jaden Greathouse since his freshman year. That's when he was, I mean, he was dominant even as a freshman. Sure. Even offer until December. Wow, that's like a plan G, Tim. All right, let's just move on. Jeremiah Love, how about this one? February 28th of his junior year. So at the end of the month, same time. But yeah, well, eh, it wasn't really that big of a get because it was February of his junior year that he got his offer. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing research, Tim. How about, Jer- Emil Wagner? how about Emil Wagner? November of his junior year. Okay. Okay. Not one of the not one of the plan A guys for the class of 2022. Ends up a five-star. Tim Hyde loves him to death. Oh, he's good. Plan D, though. Plan D. So, can't celebrate it. Eli Raritan, February, junior year. Ben Morrison, February of junior year. And I'm going to end with the two best ones, Tim. Just to prove my point that I don't give two craps about when they get their offer, if they were plan A, B, C, D, or F. Audric Estime, four days. Before National Signing Day, Notre Dame's, you know, elite running back, one of the top, what, three player, top four or five players on the team. December of his senior year, the literal last option they had is one of their best players on their team. And I will end with Joe Alt, May of junior year, not a first option. So this is the thing. Joe Walt kind of just became a late bloomer, which you love late bloomers. And there's a handful Canyon played quarterback during his junior year. Like, it's not like Chancey Stuckey can just know about every single player in his hometown. Like, like Canyon went nuts at that camp. And we read the article that, you know, I did with Charles Power, the expert reaction story, where you're quoted in it as well, Mr. Hyde, might I add. And and Powers listing some of his the numbers the testing numbers posted like for when you consider his size and his testing numbers they're nuts so this is new information new information is really important in the recruiting process to make a guy who is Plan C according to the timeline now a Plan A and then your original Plan A guys are now Plan C or D and I will also add the whole best of the best thing just because you offered first again that does not mean that they're the best of the best. That just means that those are the players that Notre Dame was able to identify early. And then you have guys who come along like Isaiah Canyon later in the process. Audric Estime, his senior season was crazy, blew up like later in the process. Like those are real things, Mr. Hyde. 
Okay. I mean, and everything you're talking about is like a, two years ago or so. So I'm talking about this class. I'm focusing on now. I'm focusing well, on. I'm just proving well, I don't like that. plan A, B, C stuff. Well, of course not, because you're going backwards and you're going backwards and, and, and finding a few guys. I'm, I'm only talking about the wide receiver now. And and I look at this as Mark. This is Marcus Freeman's basically third year at Notre Dame, right? The recruiting coordinator, Chad Bowden's in his second year as a recruiting coordinator. So they have obviously been working, Mike. They've been identifying guys. I mean, my God, you posted today. They offered a freshman quarterback for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? So obviously they're identifying guys ahead of time. So they are throwing out offers. Their organization is better in this 2025 up and coming class than it was in 23 and on and on as it moves forward. So if you go out and, you know, the whole point is why did they offer estimate a couple of days before signing day? Cause they lost out on guys. That was the COVID year. First off, you're talking about, first off, you're bringing up half of the COVID class, which is a complete train wreck. Brought up two guys in that class. All estimate, whoever else you brought up. But anyway, but we know why they estimate because they need running backs and they lost out on a bunch of guys. But that's recruiting. I I, under, I fully understand that. I only brought up the two wide receivers because everyone just, that was just me having some fun on the board. Like, oh, you know, I always hear, you know, once again, the hype. But as I say, would they have gotten Micah Gilbert had they gotten a bunch of the other wide receivers they obviously wanted over the last year. And then what I found truly fascinating, I'm going back now, Mike, just focusing on skill guys. Because Notre Dame, we all talk about Notre uh, championships, right? You want to win a national title. Well, are you going to win a national title if you're recruiting guys that have zero offers from the big three? Buckeyes, Bulldogs, Roll Tide? I mean, seriously, are you? Can you win a national title if you don't get the guys that they are getting? Like Drew Pine. Like Drew Pine had that Bama offer. Did he visit Alabama? I'm curious. Did he visit Alabama? Did he take an official visit to Alabama? That's the next thing. His visits are the true indicating of recruiting. Is it not? Visits. If you don't visit a school, are you going to sign at that school? No. But once again, Mike, you bring up someone from like four years ago. I'm talking about now for crying out loud. And I, it's just, it's fascinating. Notre Dame's offered four, check this out, Mike. Notre Dame has offered 24 wide receivers in this class, 24. 17 have an offer from Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Notre Dame's over 17 with those guys. So that's my whole point when it comes to recruiting is just starting to look at these guys. They are losing out on a lot of elite dudes. So whether it's plan B, plan C, whatever, they did have to offer these guys really late in the process, did they not? Yes. That, you know, that's my whole point. Did they sign them? Are they good football players? Yes, they are. I have no issues with those guys. Yeah, I mean, you want to have better players than the other schools, sure. But would you want Notre Dame to not offer those guys so that they have a better batting percentage? <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know. With, with Notre Dame, I mean, but Matthews uh, visited Notre Dame for a game, the the stud out of Georgia. Mike Matthews, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Mike Matthews is a stud. Caleb Downs, obviously, by the way, Caleb Downs is probably going to start at uh, Alabama this year. So when I said he was the best player, make sure I get a pat on the back when he starts. But yeah, uh, I love that kid. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's unbelievable. His, his spring, but we're going off the rails there. But uh, what was I just saying? Who would who, I just mention? I was talking about. I don't know. Saying, this is why you can't no, listen to no, Tim. No, 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 no. The Mike right, Matthews. The guy's so, not so right. Mike, hold on. Hold on. I'm Mike kidding. Matthews visits for a game, correct? He think he was at the Clemson game. Mike Matthews, five-star, one of the premier players in America. 
Notre Dame's going all in to get this guy, correct? Come up here. You're going to be our difference maker at wide receiver. He never came back. Yet, had he had he said, I want to come to Notre Dame, this, this is my whole point of had he wanted to come to Notre Dame, we'd now, we wouldn't have heard of some of these other guys because Notre Dame was going after those big fish and getting some of those guys. So it's just not happening right now. Well, so you've got to find players, obviously. Yeah. Well, Mike Matthews, when Notre Dame, when he visited Notre Dame, it was before he had like 10 offers. So those big-time schools hadn't offered yet. So maybe – he would have committed to Notre Dame and then those other schools did an offer. And then, uh, you know, then Mike Matthews is just not a guy with big offers. So why are we taking Mike Matthews? Watch the film. <laughs> Watch his film. He's freakish. So many of these guys are. Well, and that, that's a great point. Watch the film. Sure. So let's watch the film and not care about when the offer went out. Let's watch the film and not care about you know, three or four star for the blue chipper ratio. Oh, which okay. I like the blue chip ratio, but I don't value it as much as you do. I just look at it as a number because it, it's obviously a telltale. It's, it's and a an lot interesting of, data it's point. It's a lot of telltale. But I'm also of this thing when I'm con- – and this is just Tim Hyde speaking here, Mike. When I'm constantly hearing, oh, this guy's an elite recruiter. This guy's this. I'm like, okay. Well, there's a little, there's where a, are the elite recruits, Mike? There's I mean, a little much. I see on Twitter okay, that's people tweeting out, oh, Tyler Buckner is a – He's going to win three national championships. For, all right, that's you know a little, little much. You. But you know, people people are like, yeah. I have some of these tweets saved. You know, I'm you know I'm petty at the time. I'm never actually going to do anything about it because I see stuff like this. How about in the 2021 class? You know, some of the, those recruits were like, man, this is the class to bring us a national title, and we're going to have a top. We're going to have the number one recruiting class in the country. I'm just looking at it, being like, man, there's a lot of bus in that class. So we, you know. That's why I try not to be the overreaction guy. Like I'm not gonna, you know. And I and I hear you about Evangelion Joe Walt. Some guy in the chat said hides the guy that sneezes on the birthday cake. That that was awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But my whole point is is obvious. Uh, I mean, I mean, it is nothing at all bad about Stuck. He's 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 working his tail off. He he is. He's re reshaped that entire wide receiver room, which is a train wreck for crying out loud. Heck, the best one they've signed the last couple of years is going to Ohio State to redshirt to play DB. That's the best guy they've signed. So yeah. That tells you how much work he's had to do. But, uh, you know, when you get these three this year, the four last year, Mike, the only there's only one player out of these seven that have an offer from the big three, and it's Rico Flores, which I, I found that fascinating. I had to go back and look I at that. Even- even, but even he was Rico, you know darn well, even though he had offers, he was a plan B for Georgia and Ohio State, was right. He? So now you you know what you're doing. You're picking up the goalposts and you're starting to move it. I'm not moving them. I'm just I, I looked at I'm looking at who offers who. I think that's always but now you're thing. saying it's plan B, so that offer's not as it's not well, as it's, it totally is. I just said he's the only one. He's the only one is Rico Flores. But seven. I mean, we can so I keep bringing up older. Yeah. So I'm, I've been bringing up players in the 2021, 22 classes to be like, we have some more, we have a little bit more data on, on those guys now. Like, if you look at the 2021 class, um, Rocco Spindler, I think, had offers from everybody. He had Ohio State. Oh, he had everybody. Alabama, everybody. I, I've done all the old line guys. They all right, play. there's yeah. Alabama and Ohio State. So, it's like, your, yeah, all those guys. They go like Notre Dame's signing players with a lot of these offers. Buckner had all the big offers. Colsey did. 
I think Rubio did. Kane Barong definitely did. Philip Riley had a lot. I mean, like Caleb Johnson, you know. So I, I, to me, Tim, all, this whole discussion is – it just boils down to the plan A, plan B, your blue chip ratio, the offer list, the rankings, all data points. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. For us to come okay. to opinions and conclusions on these okay. different things, you just – have to use them all as data points and that's it. And then for me, obviously a guy who's followed Notre Dame my whole life, it's, it's like, you know, trying to get them trying to, you know, root Notre Dame on, you know, to, to get it. And it's like, is it going to happen? I mean, you, I mean, this is something I want to talk to you about down the road and another show is, is you've kind of started to talk about this, like what can Notre Dame go into the South, right? Can they, I mean, can they go it down there and pull some upsets. Is it, is it possible? And, and maybe there's some fans out there that thought it would be possible with Freeman and has it really happened yet? And that's, and that's, well, let's, hell, let's take a look, you know, let's take a look. And I guess I've been, I, and for me, I am just so hung up when it comes to skill guys. And that's the spot that I really look at is, is the skill. Oh yeah. I've already done in this class, it's believe it or not, Larson. I Larson, Larson, Bama. Uh, he's got. I got it right here. I just circled it right here. Yeah, he's got Ohio State, Bama. Williams has all three. Of, you know, when I call them the big three, people probably hate that now, but that's just what I'm calling it when it comes to recruiting because they've dominated recruiting. And then obviously CJ's got Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, but he's no, not from uh, the South. You you were talking about going into the South and pulling. South. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, but even pulling guys, even getting guys, Mike, with those offers, because those guys will go nationally now. Alabama doesn't care where you're at. Georgia, heck, Georgia's going into, you know, the West now and starting to pull guys. So Bowers, obviously, the St. John Bosco safety. So, I mean, they, and that's the other thing I'm looking at is just who's starting to get these offers? Where are they coming from? Just having fun with it. Yeah. I mean, Southern kid. I mean, does Texas count for it's not Southeast? I think Texas is going to count for the future because they're going to the SEC. Oh, yeah. I would so count you got that SEC money, that SEC hype. If Notre Dame's going into Texas and getting a guy, which they did with Great House, James with AM, Texas offers, that, that is going to be Osbury, Bama, LSU, Ohio State. I was that's a Rico Flores. Rico Flores had all three. Pendleton, Clemson. I think, yeah, I mean, they're they they definitely have a lot of big recruiting wins, that's for sure. But again, data yeah. points. Yeah, no, and it's fun. And that's what I do when I got a I'm in a testing period and I got 55 minutes to sit there and relax and uh push buttons for the kids and do a little research, have fun with it. But that uh, and that and that's all it is, is having fun, seeing what it is. No, it's, and this is life or death stuff, man. This is very, <laughs> very, very important. Um, it, it, it is for ND fans, 12 Saturdays in the fall. So, And went every Wednesday night, pretty every much. Wednesday night, yes. So, uh, all right. The last thing before we get out of here, I just felt like we should talk about uh, Dallas Golden, uh, a class of 2025 listed as a safety. Notre Dame's recruiting as a corner. Um, this is the recruit I got, I mentioned earlier in the show that I was, you know, in a little, what I call a work vacation. So I was down in Tampa and, um, got to see, uh, Dallas golden Berkeley prep high school, uh, a school that is, you know, uh, you know, the Notre Dame was not able to land Keelan Keeley at, but he was on campus for the 
blue gold game and then i got to see him i think it was this, this past thursday tim have you been able to to watch his tape any any thoughts on him this is some film we're showing on youtube it was like an offensive day um so i don't know i figured i'd put this together um you know for youtube audience that we can watch some of his tape but any thoughts on this this big time 2025 target for notre dame a top 100 player no he's he's hard to watch because of where he's from so <laughs> oh Berkeley he's, he's, yeah yeah so you know, I've watched so much Keon Keeley tape, you know, over the last 18 months, and you see those colors watching him. He's not, he's a he's a heck of an athlete. I mean, it's a great recruiting area. That that Tampa area is really good high school football. You know, that I remember reading an article that Tampa Catholic, that whole region, how many guys they send D1 out of that whole section is awesome. But uh he's an athlete. This would go to my point. This would be an upset. Uh, Notre Dame goes down there pulls him out of the South with all the Southern schools, you know, are going to come all over him. He's, he's a freakish athlete. And this is the thing going back to Notre Dame, getting, getting a handful of these guys when they can, you know, and uh, make, just making them just amazing athletes. Cause once again, talking about the extended playoffs, you're going to have to need these guys. Cause you're going to play. Notre Dame gets in, they're going to play an SEC team first round, second round. It, it's going to happen. So you got to be able to match these guys with the speed and the athleticism. And he definitely has all of that. Yeah. And uh, just talking to him and, and different people at Berkeley, I think Notre Dame is um, uh, in pretty good position. Here. I think Clemson, who, uh, you know, when you keep mentioning your big three, it's yeah. it's a very recent big three. You know? And, and, and I, and I use the big three in recruiting. So that's, you know, that's what I've been using recruiting. Okay, so recruit, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about the AP poll. It's more or less. Bama, Georgia, Ohio recruiting. State, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah they've been really good team. recruiting. Obviously, you just watch the NFL draft. Holy moly. It's like, yeah. you know, let's don't get into that. Notre Dame, five the last two years. Georgia, 25. That I mean, that right there tells you all you need to know. So, But, no, Clemson, believe me, Mike, I have a list. I love to look at Clemson offers as well with Notre Dame guys because those guys – Clemson's never been, a, as you know, a traditional top 10, top five. They've only had a few. They'll go find some of those hidden gems down in the south, and, and they'll go back and kick butt for a dabble up there. All right. Uh, there's a comment here I just wanted to bring up before we get out of here. Derek says, how come you're not talking about Cam Williams? He's smooth in and out of his breaks. The tape don't lie and finally got his fifth star. That's some, saying something because they don't like to. Um, Derek, first of all, appreciate the um the comment here in the, in the super yep. chat earlier. I've been seeing a lot of comments about Cam Williams. And we listen, Cam Williams. We love yeah. Cam Williams. Kid's a superstar. Oh my god, he's great on the field. Honestly, I like him more off the field. Like he, like I like just texting with him is just like texting with a buddy to me. But this is the thing that really. Oh, is, real quick, I mean, Mike, Mike, he was on our show last year and was, he was on our show after he committed. Yes. But this is he the thing it. that I think folks need to understand. Okay, so that I was. For, for YouTube audience, we're yeah, looking at his rankings, right? I mean, number 33 nationally by on three, 54, 24, seven, 53 nationally ESPN, 42 rivals, yeah. right? So it's like, man, he's a borderline five-star by all, all of these, right? And again, this is just factual information. I'm not like trying to diss Cam Williams. I love Cam Williams to death. This is just me talking to fans because I see this all the time, like, Oh, Brennan Vernon was a five star, and then he commits to Notre Dame's four star. Like, 
there is a difference between each of these individual rankings on three twenty four seven ESPN and Rivals, and then what on three and twenty four seven has as their you know kind of their industry ranking. That's what on three calls it. I think it's the twenty four seven composite over there. So if we actually look at this profile, right? He's a five star according to the composite. I have no idea how twenty four seven gets their composite ranking. Yes, on three literally. Um, explains it. It's 35% on three. It used to be uh, unweighted, yeah. but now they weighted it because rivals and ESPN just, you know, struggle. I mean, ESPN really struggles. They had Brandon Davis Wayne listed as an Notre Dame commitment for like three months after the fact. So on three, 35%, 24-7, 35%, rivals 20, and ESPN 10 for their weighting. So, I mean, you, it, he's a four-star, but yeah. it's like their composite just kind of – but no individual ranking is saying he's a five-star. Exactly. It's the composite that I guess just comes together and says so it's a five-star. I don't get it. But, again, if you just go off of a rating, not a five-star. So this is more instructional purposes for people to understand this because we've been getting these comments a lot on YouTube, and people just don't understand it. So that's why – that is thank you for that mike because i keep seeing this as well i'm like what do you mean a five star he's a four star and everywhere five stars are top 32 he's not 32 anywhere the closest is on three everybody i, I always love the digs against on three yeah, yeah on three's notre got a Dame's, highest but yeah yeah notre dame's highest for so many guys except for cj carb and on three stinks but anyway yeah. No, I mean, it's I think on three, you know, I think power stinks for that ranking. I disagree with them all the time on it. Every single time I talk to Charles Power, I think I end the conversation with, hey. So we were, talking, we were talking earlier, Mike, about Isaiah Canyon. Who's the only uh, recruiting service that has him nationally ranked? It's one. It's on three is the only. You know, it's it's so Well, funny. no, I think that's me. But Canyon's well, top got an offer in February of his junior year, so – but is he in top 100 now? He got the Notre Dame bump, Mike. Is that the bump? Isn't that the bump? Is that going to be the new hashtag to get people riled up, the Notre Dame bump? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, 24-7, three-star. This uh, Rivals actually has him at a three-star. It hasn't updated yet. ESPN, top, uh, you know, nationally. But, yeah, on three loves him. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I agree, Derek, that talent wise, Cam Williams, five star, but again, we're just going straight. Yeah. And see his senior film and see how we go. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, none of these things are finalized until after the second signing day in February. So when they throw in the all-star, you see how he does in the all-star game. If he goes down there and dominates, yeah, he's going to move up. If he has an all American, you know, butt kicking season as a senior and goes out 1500 yards and dominates. Yeah. He's going to move up. So no. Don't say that because you don't know. You can't predict. You can't predict anything with rankings, folks. I'm telling you. Like, because Williams might do that, but then there might be another more receivers that they like. Well, you just so you don't, it's not black and white in in the rankings. Data points, folks. That's all. Yeah. And real quick on the CJ car, let's get into this maybe one night because it is with the, the, there's some really good quarterbacks. I don't think there's a lot of fans that have watched some of these quarterbacks. There's some darn good quarterbacks in this class. So but he's, not, say, 12. he's but, not 12. Oh, he's not 12. I don't think he's top. In my opinion. But like you said, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Is he a top? And how many of us right? so, how many of us that have lost our minds about him being ranked 12 have actually watched the other quarterbacks? I actually have I I you know on the last one because I, I know you do at work, but yeah, exactly. Well, fans started to get into it. And I started watching some of these guys. I'm like, there's some there's some really good football. At quarterback, I don't think he's twelve, 
I don't think I don't think he's a five star. I don't when I you know look at potential and arm strength and things of that nature, accuracy, yeah. So I, I like to throw he's in that five to seven range. I would say. Susan like says it. you're not a five star unless you're Tim Hyde's plan. <laughs> Hey, pot of gold, pot of gold. Why do we follow it, right? Because those are the guys. You those can't land anyone else with the pot of gold. <laughs> All right. I love it. Tim, I think we're good there, man, to wrap up tonight. tonight's show. Yeah, fun show. Appreciate you guys joining us. If you are you just tuned in in the past 10 minutes or so, hit that rewind. Uh, go to the front of the show, the beginning of the show, and, and uh, watch it because we had a lot of good quarterback discussion. Looking back at the 2021 class, I thought that's always a fascinating discussion as well. So, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Please do hit that thumbs up before you get out of here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content and head over to bloomgold.com. $29.99 to unlock access until the start of the season. Appreciate you, folks. And as always, we will catch you next time.